Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. 4Play is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, Adam. Hey, Lori. <laughs> Welcome back. How was your weekend this weekend? It was great. It was great. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm studying these days for my PhD, and so that wow. takes up a lot of time. I know those, I know those days well. I know it. Yeah. I know it. But I, I get to see my kids, and we went out to coffee, and we moved a boy into an apartment, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Was good, good family times. Good family times. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, we uh, we went for a our first family bike ride oh, uh, this weekend. How fun is that? No, it was Everybody not. It was can... awful. Oh, it was really? terrible. <laughs> it was. I don't even know why. Like, <laughs> why we did that? Everybody was crying. Oh, everybody broke. We didn't even make it out of the neighborhood, Lori. <laughs> we we uh, this is. I mean, for those of you that have kids, you'll understand this. My kids just. We just finally got them to where they're riding bikes. Yeah, probably should have done it sooner. Would have been helpful, but. The hills, we have a little small hill. <laughs> it's teeny tiny, but you would have thought it was Everest to, right, to get right. out. And it was hot. This North Carolina uh, heat is about to kill us. Yeah. And, so, and when I have two mini teenagers for daughters, <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm going to do oh. in the teenage years, but they broke down totally. <laughs> so I, I we remember gave it, those years. We gave, it, we gave it the old college try, and the college try failed us. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is. Well, That's but we're going to talk today about some things that are important 
that make grown-ups cry. <laughs> <laughs> grown-ups cry over, over bad sex. Right. Uh, We're going to talk about 10 mistakes couples make about sex. Yeah, and I think the first one that we have is really right at the top of my list of something that big that happens. I think it's probably at the top of yours as well, is thinking that good sex will come naturally. I think everybody falls into this trap, right? They're thinking that because desire is high, because sex is glamorized so much, because it seems, I think all media says that it's so easy. That sure. It's, all, it's neat and tidy and everything works right the first time. And if you love each other so much, that sex will be just be so natural, right? But that, that seems to be a lie in yeah, my opinion. I, I don't think it's I think it's a huge lie. I think sex requires so much work. It's such an important part of our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of my research these days, you know, is talking about how if our sex life is diminished, you know, how it impacts our quality of life, basically. You know, our quality of life goes way down if our sex life isn't good, but we think somehow or another it should be magical. Yeah. You know, we should have good sex just because, because we love each other, because yeah. we're creatures, because of, I, I don't know, you know, but given that it's so important, you know, I, I think the issue with it coming naturally means that we shouldn't have to put any effort into it. Yeah. Or we shouldn't have to, like, uh, figure things, that things are not going to have to figure things out, which positions work best for us, what our partner likes, like, yeah. you know, what we like, figuring out what, yeah. what all we ourselves like is a huge exactly. deal as well. Right. We just think all of those things should just naturally and communicating f- that. Into place. I mean, yeah. you know, lowering our inhibitions enough to ask or or even our our psychological issues about needing. You know, I mean, yeah. sex makes us be, because we are creatures as well as, you know, souls, I guess, you know, we have this this need for somebody to make our body feel good. And that's so vulnerable. Yeah. And then just thinking, you know, gosh, that it should just happen. Without yeah. any talking about it, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and people are so disappointed that it doesn't happen naturally. Or they think something's flawed or broken if yeah. it doesn't. If it doesn't, or that they don't love they each other, yeah. it's clearly a problem. You yeah. know, because it doesn't happen naturally, so that yeah. must mean we're not suited to each other. We're not the right person. Or, I have heard this so often in the last few weeks from couples that they attribute things, they attribute difficult places in their relationship to the fact that they don't love each other enough. That yeah. it, the phrase, if he loved me or if she loved me, oh, sure. you know, like comes up so much, then the, the implication is they would do this. So then this is holds true about sex as well. Like if if she loved me enough, she would just know somehow by osmosis right. exactly the way. <laughs> what I she, like. Yeah. We just automatically attribute to each other that we're all like have some kind of magical ESP. Like yeah. you know, we can just read each other's minds and hearts and know exactly um, what how is to touch and, how to, and how to do it, and yeah, and I, it, you're right. This this idea, I think, of that it should be natural is really tied to love, somehow. You know that yeah. that in love we should be so attuned to each other that we barely need communication or instruction or or anything. Yeah. Well, it's so tied to feelings. Mm-hmm. I think just how we feel things should mm-hmm. go logically. It makes I, I think if you break it down, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Right. But feeling wise, it feels like everything should just be just flow smooth, and click and smooth. Yeah. And it isn't. No, I again, the counterpoint to this is what we believe. Sex takes a lot of work. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do here at Four Play Radio Sex Therapy is we're trying to educate people about right. all the different issues topically 
that come up for them sexually and to help them through it. And this one, if you're thinking it should come naturally, just throw that away. It actually sex takes probably, you know, more work than almost any area of your life. Yeah. And it makes it so Maybe that not the, more every area communication, that's a little that's tough, a little, too. That's <laughs> tough too. Yeah, but it Raising does, kids. You know? it, but it does if you're able to click, if you're able to begin to see it as something that takes a lot of effort and requires that from you, then when problems come up, you don't see them as problems. You see them as things that you're going to have to learn about. Exactly. And it, it makes them much more manageable. It's like saying staying fit should come naturally. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, if shape. only. I should just automatically have a six-pack six abs. <laughs> yeah, that's instance. right. That's right. <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the one-pack. That's right. You know? That should just happen naturally. Okay. I think number two flows right along with that because if we yes. think sex comes should come naturally – then when bad sex happens, we ought, we begin to think that it's irreparable. Right. I mean, this is like the other side of the coin, right? Bad sex means we don't love each other and mm. there's nothing we can do about it. That's right. It's immovable. It, we're stuck in that mm-hmm. bad sex place. I would say, you know, um, maybe because my husband and I were so inexperienced, this is the one area I have the most hope for is mm. that bad sex is something that can be improved, yeah. you know, and... And you don't have to start off hot in order to have hot sex later on, you know, as you work at it. Mm -hmm. But I think people, you know, they come into all kinds of problems. I mean, not only do you maybe start off great and then you run into some problems and then they think, oh, well, that means something that, you know, we we don't love each other or that we're never going to get through this or we're incompatible. But actually, I mean, most everything sexually can be repaired and improved and you can move through it to have good, connected, hot sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think especially if you take number one, if you if you think of sex as effort and mm-hmm. something that is going to require some intentionality from you, like then it should get better. It should get better over time. So when you and it should hit rough patches and like that, that you see it as a natural evolution in your relationship that it it does it can get better. Right, it because can. because it requires with effort. intention. Yeah. Adam's favorite word. Uh, because it's with not intention. with intention, man. <laughs> Everything with intention, so much better if it's intentional. Yeah. Um, but it's if if it is not something that just naturally happens, then when when there's bad sex, the logical thing is that it it's, it can get better. Right, and and we offer lots and lots of repairs here. I mean, I think. I think the major thing that needs repair in sex is the developmental stages bring their challenges sexually. You know, so really when you're first married, one of the developmental stages is to turn attention from toward each other out to the world. Okay, we've found each other. Now what are we going to accomplish? Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to have a family, build careers? And that turning is a natural development in terms of a couple stage, but it you know it moves from you and I are the most central issue to what we're doing in the world is the most central issue, and people do lose something sexually in that, you know, just to go to work every day. I mean, especially I think about the kids in college, right? They have every single day if they want to you know, to be together and to have hot sex. And then suddenly they're going to work and they're tired and uh, maybe they're starting to have a baby or two. And it's it's a difficult stage. Yeah. So figuring that out. Yeah. But it is 
there is solutions to that. Right. There's lots of solutions. So there's developmental problems and then there's technical sexual problems that also most of them are repairable. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with the statement that there's very few issues around sex that cannot be resolved with, with, with work? Now, that doesn't Absolutely. mean they're not going to be difficult to resolve. There may be some – it may be really hard to get through those, but they mm-hmm. are resolvable. Yeah. There's very few that are not. Very few. So and number three that we have down here is mistakes couples make about sex is a lack of knowledge. This one – my goodness, there are so many (laughs) things out there that people um, believe about themselves, about their partner, about how sex is supposed to work. That's just not true, right? And my favorite one, and, you know, I I know this is a bit pejorative, but my favorite one is the man who comes in and says, you know, I've been with 30 women and none of them needed clitoral stimulation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, buddy, there is just no way that is true. There is no way that is true, you know, yeah. but or, and it just shows kind of how many people fake it, yeah. you know, to please a, a partner, you know, who's maybe more of a hookup or something. You know, they just I guess they just want to get it over with, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I think this lack of knowledge falls into a couple of different categories, right? Mm-hmm. You have a lack of knowledge about how your own body works. You have a lack of knowledge about how your partner's bodies works. And yeah. then you have a lack of knowledge about how you work Sex together. Works, right. Right. In exactly. The, like it falls into those three categories. And, and, and any combination of two people is unique. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I like the third one that you just said. It, you know, maybe you did have a ton of experience, but that doesn't mean you know this partner. Yeah. It doesn't you know? automatically translate right. exactly well. I mean, because people like so many things that are so different. But it, w- it might be good to have a basis you know, of knowledge, you know, like how does a woman reach orgasm? You know, how do you give a man oral sex? You know, that is probably, that's probably the secondary thing that I hear women say is they don't perform oral sex because they don't know how to do it Mm -hmm. or they don't think they're good at it, which gentlemen, I would be very enthusiastic if I were you, but, (laughs) 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 but lack of knowledge is a killer in terms of really making sex imaginative and creative yeah. and, and and really yeah. it's 2017 there is no lack of resources out there i mean obviously we are we are one and have lots of podcasts to, about education yes, on that, yes. in that way but there's just also just tons of resources that but i think a lot of people are are afraid to say to to one admit that they have a lack of knowledge sure. and two they like are they're embarrassed to go and seek out answers to do that but that it's readily available it's right yeah. there um, and to, and to I would say a couple yourself. of my favorites are Michael Kasman's book, Great Sex. That's a great book for a man to read. I mean, really, M- Michael is a friend of mine, and he's a he's a powerful writer, and he, he especially writes with women in mind. Yeah. I mean, so definitely check that out. My book, Wanting yeah, Sex Again, you know, it goes through all the developmental stages, talks about how women have orgasms, too. I think that there's this resource. It's a film resource. It's called Oh My God Yes, O-M-G-Y-E-S dot com. And it's a very explicit film, but it talks about how to touch a woman and how to bring her to orgasm. And it shows you, it shows the woman touching herself with particular techniques. And I think what's really great about this film is it gives labels, you know, for particular techniques. So it's explicit. That means, I mean, they're showing everything. But I think it's beautifully done. It's it's artfully yeah. done. It's tactfully done. And it's, you know, probably one of the most vulnerable things I've ever seen 
done. So you could check that out. Can we can we just agree though that this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. People should not rely on their friends for their information right. about sex or porn. Or porn, like don't get your don't get your knowledge about sex just only from those two places. Right. Like seek out experts, seek out educational material. And yeah. Don't people exaggerate? Porn yeah. exaggerates. It <laughs> friends, does. friends exaggerate. Yeah. If your buddy's saying, you know, wow, we do it, you know, six times every weekend, it's like, oh, come on, go check his yard out. Yeah. You know, if his yard is mowed, that was only five times that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to come back and talk about our last two in the second okay. half of the show. But talking about 10 mistakes the couples make in bed, we're only through three of them. And already, that's a, that's a lot of good, that's a lot of good <laughs> information. Okay. That's a lot of mistakes. Okay. Right back. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible it is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. Okay, we're back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, and we're talking about 10 mistakes couples make about sex. We have already gotten through some doozies. We've already talked about thinking good sex will come naturally, thinking bad sex is irreparable, and number three, just a lack of knowledge. And this fourth one, 
we touched on in the beginning just where the developmental stages of uh, relationships and how those bring about problems. And a lack of priority is our fourth mistake that and we think couples make about sex. And that seems to me, you tell me if this is wrong, comes really in kind of the middle stage of relationships. Yeah, I right? agree. You talked about in the first half about couples where initially they're turned inward toward each other um, and then they turn outward to tor- start conquering the world. And yes. this is where sex starts to take a dive yeah. in priority, and, right? And I think that, you know, probably more often than not, it's the woman who lacks the priority over sex because hormonally she's not as pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, males are pushed, but no matter what, they're usually, right. they're pushed by their bodies to prioritize sex because they have so much testosterone in them. And women are also without testosterone. I would say they don't have as much energy. Mm. I mean that that's just physiological. Right. Um, so they're more tired at the end of the day, or at the end of the day, you know, being touched out by children or mm. worn out by work. They they don't have it in them, literally physically, to say, okay, sex is still top of my list. Right. And I also I think men though. I mean, they still they still think sex is a priority in their minds, but in their actions, I don't know that they're doing the same things that they did in the beginning of the relationship to help with those issues for their partners. Right. I mean, I think they, I think men start to put a lot more effort into work and a lot less effort into the relationship. I have a lot of men trying to maintain activities and hobbies the same way that they did when they either didn't have kids or didn't have a full-time and demanding I know it. job. Are like, they playing games? Uh, the video I mean, games, man. Um, I, my kids play so many dang games. I mean, hours and hours. Wow. I hope they will never listen to my podcast so I can talk about them all I want. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they will you never want, listen to my your, podcast. Your, your, kids, <laughs> your kids don't want to listen to their mom talk about sex? Oh, what? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Shocking. I mean, they spend hours on that. And you're like, okay, how, do you, how are you going to have time to romance your partner or, yeah. you know? It's yeah, tons. Yeah. You're right. So so I think women need to prioritize in their minds and men need to prioritize in their actions. Sure. Yeah. You know, a, a connection, right, that would yeah. be inducive to a sexual connection. Yeah. I think if I think if men approached sex in the beginning of the relationship the same way they approach it in the middle of the relationship, it wouldn't be There wouldn't be as many problems. Well, yeah, I mean I mean I think what they do is they if they approached it with the same cavalier nature in the beginning oh. of just saying we should oh, just yeah. we should like you know basically I'm I'm here let's go type of attitude <laughs> right I mean I think they would have far less sex and so y'all needed to see Adam's face when he said that it was so funny <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> well but that's what the, that's what that's what they do in the middle that's essentially <laughs> what men do in the middle parts of their relationship yeah, yeah. Is they show up and they expect sex. I know. And I had that's a, not what had, they did in the beginning. Okay. I had a girlfriend who, I mean, she married this guy because he was so good, right? This is why she married him. And I came over a couple of years into the marriage and her lingerie was stuffed in the drawer. I'm like, what happened? And she's like, well, you know, it's kind of like sex is like this shout out from the shower. It's like, hey, you want to do it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is, that is so disappointing. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just I, I think every morning he wanted it in the shower, which I I get, but I mean, really, I mean, not so good for a woman in the shower usually. Yeah, you know, and two minutes in the shower, you know, not enough time. <laughs> well, and I think like they when we talk about priority, like we are essentially you 
priorities are dictated by two things, time and money, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's where you're, where you're taking time and where you're spending your money. So if you're, not, if you're not having that time together, which we talk about all the time, but even time for sex and saying this is when we are going to take time for sex to make sex important, spending money on time away, like just on a you know weekend retreat, a vacation together, just the two of you. If your money's not going to those type of things, to to date nights, to just all those things that that matter, that say this is a priority, then sex is not a priority. You can't say you can't tell me that it is if your time and your money are not going toward yeah, making that happen. That's right. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. No, I I agree. I agree. It has to be prioritized, and I think that you know. One of the biggest flaws I see is that children children are the priority. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in most families, they are the one who get the time and the money. Mm. And and it's so it's such a wrong priority because the children don't provide stability. Yeah. You know, the parents provide stability for the children and your love life is like undergirding all of that connection between the two of you. And without sex, I mean it just or without sex being good, it's going to fall apart and the children will suffer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So taking care if the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. <laughs> if the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. That's right. The bow here is good sex. The, the bow <laughs> is the, the branches of the tree, right? <laughs> and like, we're okay, the tree. Right. We're the tree. The marriage is the tree. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with that. I think that's that's the best thing you can do for your kids is make your relationship strong. Um, and that's one of the ways is making time, making time for that sexual connection. And plus, your kids are going to be gone. They are going to leave you. They're going to be out of your house. And so, like, if you don't put the time and effort in now, they're going to leave and you're going to look across the table and there's going to be a complete stranger sitting there who you haven't had sex with in years. Yeah. And let me tell you, even when it's not a complete stranger looking across the table at you, I mean, when your kids leave, it's a whole new developmental stage. Yeah. I mean, you have to, to redefine that. And, I mean, there's kind of this fantasy of like, great, we get to run around naked, which is true. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, you have to renegotiate this whole thing. And if you've only put energy into the children, it's, yeah. it's like, well, what about us? Who are we? Who are we to each other? It's it's yeah. so important. Absolutely. So lack of priority. So shifting that priority to sex. Number five, lack of planning. Yeah. Right. This is one that I don't know that even occurs to most couples. And if it does, it sounds it's really off-putting. To think about planning sex. I know. Right? And like, or to put any kind of plan into it. Like, so, I mean, how do we even begin to approach that when it's it feels so off-putting for sex yeah. in relationship? Well, I think people think of this as scheduled sex. And they're like, okay, if you have to schedule the sex, there's no spontaneity. There's no natural drive. It, it just sounds boring. I, I think that the planning should be in two parts. That the high desire person has to clear the way, you know, so they have to plan dates and time alone together. And the low desire person has to plan for sex. So don't tell your partner, you know, Thursday night, sex night, but in your own heart, Thursday night is sex night, you know, or, you know, pick a day of the week that you're going to initiate, that you're going to set things aside, that you're going to make the conditions right for yourself. I mean, to me, the low desire person is the person who needs to plan for sex, whether it be you know, okay, I need to read a sexy novel. I need to get in the bath. I need to 
get the kids a babysitter and get out of, you know, so I can go to my class or whatever and I can have time alone. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about how low desire people sometimes psychologically they can't share their bodies because they haven't had enough time for themselves. So get yourself time for yourself so that you're more willing to share your body. But that takes planning. Mm -hmm. So the planning really, from what I hear you saying, Lori, is really more about preparing yourself to be sexual and to be engaged in the sexual relationship. It's not necessarily around, you know, planning a specific night or. Well, I um, mean, I think the low desire person should pick a night or pick a day, you know, to to be available and and to start things. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they really they really need to because they need a lot of things to go right for themselves in order to feel in the mood. Mm -hmm. So make those things go right. Yeah. You know, make make it happen. Yeah. I, and I think that just getting the the one I keep coming back to in this uh, that we've talked about is when you don't think of good sex as just occurring naturally, if mm-hmm. we can, you can mm-hmm. move away from that. That and, fantasy, which is yeah, a myth. Right? I think I'm then a... planning becomes much more palpable. Like it, it doesn't, it if you move away from that, planning doesn't have to be a turnoff, as, as much of a turnoff as it may sound. Well, I mean, when we're first together, we plan. I mean, we make all kinds of plans. We make all kinds of adjustments to our schedule. I remember when I was dating my husband, I mean, literally, I I don't know if I slept eight hours for months. Yeah. You know, I mean, we would like, you know, it would be the end of the day and we weren't even planning to get together and we would call each other up. It's like, hey, you want to come over for a quick glass of wine or, you know, I mean, and then we'd end up together for hours, you know, without, you know, and then maybe you wake up in the, you know. The dawn, and it's like, oh, you know, I got three hours, and I got to go to work. It's like, yeah. I mean, that was. You're, it's the consideration for the other. Your mind is always oriented to the other person, and how you're going to you're going to organize your day, your week around the most exciting that other thing person. was yeah. to be with the other person. Yeah, so you planned everything around that. Yeah, and you shifted sleep, you shifted work, you shifted other activities, you shifted friends. I mean, everything got shifted. And plan for so that you could be together. That that is actually a form of planning. Yeah, and so it's a natural part. It's a natural part of any relationship. Right. So, in quick review of the five that we've covered in part A of the ten mistakes couples make about sex: one, thinking good sex will come naturally. All right. Right. Thinking number two, thinking bad sex is irreparable. Three, a lack of knowledge. Four, a lack of priority. And five, a lack of planning. That's it. So you've been listening to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Part B on 10 Mistakes Couples Make About Sex. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.